This is the Publicity for Pet Businesses podcast with Rachel Spencer. Listen in each week for tips on ways to win media coverage and create content to make sure your pet business stands out from the competition. So in this episode, I'm speaking to Vicky Jakes, who is a website expert and the founder of Supercharge Your Website Challenge. And we're talking all about Google Analytics. Now, I generally find that most people shy away from Google Analytics. And I do hope by listening to what Vicky has got to say in this episode, it will persuade you to go and have a look in there if you haven't done so already. In the interview, we talk about what's important to monitor when it comes to Google Analytics. So three basic things are your traffic, where your traffic's coming from, and what content they're consuming. Um, we also talk about social media and how we can analyse what's happening on social media and how that's impacting on sales on our actual website. By this, I mean Vicky explains how we can look at our Google Analytics and see what posts are working, what posts are driving people to our websites and making people buy from us or certainly consider buying from us and bringing them closer to that sale, which we all want. Um, she also talks about ads and if you're using Google Ads, how to monitor those and make sure that they're performing for you. Because if you're paying for people to go to your website, you really want to be on top of that. The biggest takeaway for me from this episode was when Vicky said this. She said, your website isn't about you, it's about the keywords your customers are searching for. And I actually turned that into the focus of one of the modules in my membership because it was re it really, really resonated with me. Finally, Vicky says that new shiny things will come along day in, day out. We've got things like Clubhouse, new social media platforms, but the big driving force that's getting you money, bringing money into your business, getting you customers and clients is going to be your website. So don't neglect it. Listen to what Vicky said, and I really hope you enjoy this episode. It is just packed with brilliant advice. And thank you so much, Vicky, for coming on the show. So on the podcast today, I'm really excited to be speaking to Vicky Jakes, who is a website expert, and she helps people from all kinds of backgrounds, all kinds of businesses get their websites performing brilliantly. And we're going to be talking today about Google Analytics and how to get started with using it. So first of all, Vicky, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks so much for having me, Rachel. I'm delighted to be here. Thank you. So can you um, start just by say, by explaining a little bit about what you do and the kind of businesses that you work with and how you help them? Sure. So as you rightly said, I I essentially help people get their websites performing better, but specifically to help them drive more sales right from their website. Um, and I work mostly with small businesses, uh, quite often people who just work on their own, who find the, um, the, the kind of whole uh, thought of getting a website together and driving traffic a little bit overwhelming so I'm kind of like their spirit guide coming along to kind of show them the way um, and demystify the tech demystify the jargon and just show how simple it can be to drive traffic and convert that traffic um, one of my super powers that I, I use to do that is um, understanding data specifically Google Analytics data as well um, and data is beautiful data can be a lot of fun and I love bringing that enthusiasm and joy about how I feel about data to my clients and also to the people in my membership as well fantastic okay so I think um I think one of the things that I always think about with small businesses and all of the different hats that we wear is just the fact that people are going out there and building their own websites I think is just incredible um because you know 20 like even I've been freelance for like 15 years now and the thought of me building a website myself back then 
would have just been like you know me going unheard off the, of going off to the moon or something so I think it's really brilliant that people are sorry about the dog jumping up people are able to go and build their own websites now and and to have somebody to support them through that is is just fantastic isn't it so um with google analytics i i kind of i like getting in there and having a look around and seeing how it all works and and that kind of thing but i think what i found from speaking to people in my membership and people just generally who are in my community is that it feels it looks so scary and overwhelming and people tend to shy away from using it and do you find that as well 100 percent. yeah it's um it's a tool that isn't like typically known for its um, user friendliness. And to your point, you were just saying, right, is that no, 20 years ago, uh, amateur uh, small business owners, enthusiasts weren't building their own website. This is definitely something that's only kind of come about in the past 10, 15 years with the rise of blogging, right? Here she is. Right. So <laughs> it's um, it's one thing to kind of get people building their own websites, but then another to get them to think about whether the things they're doing on their websites is working in terms of driving more traffic to them, converting people to sales. So <laughs> we've had to turn this generation of small business owners who first decided, I want to DIY my website. I want to build it myself in order to save money or have more like control over you know, my business assets or whatever. And then we're saying, hey, now go and understand that data. <laughs> and I think that's where most people kind of um, fold because, you know, that that's that's a kind of another level, really, of interest um, that you, you've kind of got to have in tech. But the, the, the truth is, right, if you simplify it and simplify the data that you're actually looking at when it comes to your website data, it, it doesn't have to be complicated. But there lies our problem with Google Analytics because the interface is definitely built by developers for developers, right? So when you log in, it looks like looking at the cockpit of <laughs> a jumbo jet right, for many people. But if you were to just really focus in on three reports in the entire interface as a small business owner, that could probably um, be enough for you to understand if what you're doing to drive more traffic to your website is working. Now, those reports, simple as, are how much traffic are you getting? Mm -hmm. So the numbers of people who are coming to your site, and you should monitor that on at least a weekly basis or, or a monthly basis. Um, where that traffic's coming from, because you can mm -hmm. track that with Google Analytics as well. So knowing whether it's come from Facebook, whether it's come from Google Search, whether it's come from other websites, and then knowing what content your user is looking at on your website. So what pages are they viewing? What blog posts are they viewing? What product pages are they viewing? There's so much more you can do in the interface, like so much more. And it's incredible what you can do. And Google have just um, released a new version of Google Analytics um, last October that sort of takes it up to the next level in terms of what you can track and the buttons that you can track and the retargeting that you can do. But you don't need that. If you're a one one man or one woman band, you, you just need to know those three key things is how much traffic, where's it coming from and what are they looking at? Because then you know if you need to write more content um, that, that, uh, that your users are mostly looking at in a certain topic, right? Um, or you need to know you need to work harder at a particular social channel that you want to drive more traffic from. Or you need to know if there's kind of seasonal... Um, 
uh, uh, seasonal uh, uh, ways of your traffic being affected by the time of year or whatever, right? Um, you need to know whether you're going to get more traffic at Christmas versus summer. And just understanding that, looking at your data can help you understand if you need to put more effort in or less effort in at certain times of the year, if that makes sense. Definitely. Sorry, I'm just scribbling frantically as you're talking. <laughs> um, OK, so when we go into um, when we kind of go into Google Analytics, again, if you can just keep it really, really simple, where if we log in, where do we find this information when we're actually on that dashboard that looks like a sure. plane? So, <laughs> yeah, sure. So the, the first report in terms of knowing how many people are going to your site can be found under the audience mm -hmm. option. And um, again, built by developers for developers. It feels confusing, but it's just audience, like the who. Of who's going to your site if you head to audience and go to the overview report and um, it will essentially like give you a, um, uh, an overview of the users who visited your site um, how many page views you've had which is different because users are tracked by the being unique right um so uh, google analytics is able to tell if someone's come from a specific ip address your ip address being like uh, the, the the little label within your computer or your phone that that tells the internet that you're you. It's your kind of unique calling card, your unique phone number, if you like. And Google Analytics can use that data that's logged in your browser to see, oh, okay, Rachel's been to this site one, two, three times, but this data is anonymous, right? Um, so knowing how many users have been on your site, brilliant. This is very different from the 20 years ago report where it used to be like hits. How many hits has your website had? That's, we don't want to know hits, right? We want to know how many actual people have visited your site. Um, like I said, you can see page views as well, which mm -hmm. is quite a useful report to know how many specific page views you're getting of pages on your site, of a product page, of a blog post or whatever. Um, the two kind of secret weapon reports in this view, which I really love, are the pages per session. So you can see, and a session means the length of time, like, the, that someone's been on your site right so if I go and visit your site for 10 minutes that's counted as a session yeah if I go back later and view it for a minute that's counted as a session and um, knowing how many pages someone's viewed per session is quite useful especially for product people or mm -hmm. service people with a kind of a lot of services it, if you're getting a lot of views of your different services of your little or of your products you know someone's browsing and having a rummage around your site yeah. for stuff and then average session duration is the other secret weapon report in there because it basically tells you how long on average someone's been on your site for, like the 10 minutes or two minutes that I just spoke about. Pretty powerful when you use that report correctly because if people are spending a long time on your website, they're really engaged with it. And you can even nail down and look and see how long people are spending on a particular page or uh, a blog post or a product page or whatever. I love this report because it tells me what blog posts of mine are getting viewed the most if people are staying mm -hmm. and reading them and then which ones tank because the average session duration was like five seconds. They've taken a look at the headline and thought, nope, not staying to read yeah. that. But you know, if they've stayed one minute, two minutes, even more, they've like read the content. Okay. Um, this view also tells you the returning visitors 
visits versus new visitors as well, which is quite handy because ideally what we want to do as business owners is build up relationships with people who've already heard of us because it takes, so they say, the the kind of the, the royal they, whoever yeah. they are, um, <clears throat> that, you know, you need 10 to 20 touch points for someone to mm-hmm. buy from you. So actually if people are coming back to your website, they're learning more about you, they're revisiting your services pages, your product pages, your blog posts, whatever. Um, so that's quite handy to know if you're getting a lot of returning visitors or not. So audience, okay. super important. You should be logging in, checking that at least weekly, I think. And learning how to use the um, the date picker in the top right hand of um, the report. So you can see the traffic from the last week. You, you'll get the last week as default. Yeah. Um, but you can also then expand that to the last month and to the last year. And I love that report of looking at the year in overview because then you can see trends of, you know, when you've got spikes in traffic. And that year overview is also really quite handy to see when you've had weird spikes in traffic as well. Um, I've I've recently had um, a lot of spam come from some weird... um, uh, I think it's Russian or Chinese website where basically they send a lot of traffic to your site and then you go and look in and think, wow, I've had a lot of traffic in your Google Analytics and they've got a link to their site and then you click on it and go and it's an affiliate site that spams and sells you stuff. Um, And competition sites tend to do that as well. You'll see like weird spikes in traffic if you're running competitions. I mean, this traffic isn't useful right it's spam traffic and you might have a week like I did when I first saw that thinking oh must have done quite well on my site this week (laughs) I've had a lot of traffic but actually you can see like you know it's weird it's an anomaly and you might only be able to see that if you kind of zoom out and do that 20,000 foot view of your traffic and conversely you know you might see if um, the activities that you were doing on the kind of pre-Christmas push or a summer promotion have worked if you've like had more traffic come to your site but you'll only be able to do that if you can see that elongated view um the other reports that I spoke about again built by developers for developers Rachel right, is <laughs> acquisition I don't know why they can't just call it traffic right but if you go to acquisition in Google Analytics and then go to the all traffic source medium report yeah. You need to open up all traffic and then go straight to source medium. This is an all-in-one, one-stop shop way of seeing where your traffic's come from because Google Analytics can detect this. Um, so it will bucket the traffic into kind of three areas, one being none, which is very frustrating because <laughs> there is a certain amount of traffic that comes to your site that you just don't know where it's going to come from because Google Analytics can't tell. And quite often this is um, either if someone types the link directly into their browser or they've got it bookmarked and they click on it, or if the link is behind um, like a password protected site, um, like a course platform or something like that, that Google Analytics could never crawl. It, it could never know that that's where the traffic's coming from. So Google tends to, Google Analytics tends to bucket traffic it can't read into that category. Then you've got organic, which basically re- relates to search engine traffic that you haven't had to pay for. Yeah. Organic. And then you've got referral. So none organic and referral. And then if you're running ads, you'll also see a label called paid 
come up as well referral basically means other websites so you can see if your traffic's come from other websites that you've got a link on maybe like a directory website or social channels like facebook or linkedin or twitter or instagram um uh, but mostly i think mostly with referral sites you're going to be seeing social traffic in there unless you've worked really hard um to kind of you know get your site out onto other websites and you know you're going to get a lot of traffic from them so if you are getting PR and, and kind of getting into you know the, the kind of the, the the biggies and getting links uh, link clicks back to your site you're going to see it in this report essentially the source medium report so I think for, for your listeners like this is a must report because this is yeah. where you're going to see if the the PR that you've worked really hard to get is going to is giving you results of getting traffic back to your website specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was talking before about the, the kind of superpower reports in the audience report. On the on the um, source medium report, where you can see where the traffic's come from, it's a table, right? Yeah. And it's got lots of columns. And in there, it shows you the things that we saw in the audience report, like users, like pages um, per session like average session duration and again super important to review these because if you're working quite hard to get lots of traffic from Facebook for example like you're posting in Facebook groups and you're posting on your Facebook page and the time spent on your site is very low that would tell me that that traffic isn't like valuable it's not useful it's the wrong type of traffic so it's one thing to get people over to your site and you think great I'm getting loads of clicks but people aren't staying and looking at the content you've got an issue there so this is where you can tell if actually you've got traffic that's engaging with your content or not and you can also tell this from pages per session right so you know if you if you're only driving people to one blog post on your website chances are they're only going to look at one page per session they're going to read the blog post and go right but if you're driving them to your website in general hopefully you might get two three pages per session people having a little little mull around your site a little bimble around um but you won't know that unless you look in that report Mm-hmm. And then the final one that I spoke about was behavior, again, built by developers for developers <laughs> and the behavior under site content. Yes. And then all pages is where you can see the content that's being viewed on your site. So, again, um, you know, casting a eye through the table and looking at the um, page views and the average time on page will tell you if um people are staying and reading that content um you can sort it um by page views by kind of clicking on the the columns at top at the top and also you'll only get like the first 10 uh results when you land on this report if you go down to a little um drop down underneath that says show rows and open that up and maybe like pull that to 100 you can see like you know your top 100 performing pages if you've written a specific post or you've got a product page that you can't find, then there's a little search um, box at the top of that table that you can just like put the keywords or put the URL in to find it that way as well. So again, if you just got some blog content, you've written it, some new news for your site, and you want to see how many views that you've you've had of um, 
uh, of that post, then you'll want to head here. So that's behavior, site content, all pages, just to see if people are actually looking at it, <laughs> essentially. Um, I love this report for so many reasons, right? Because it will tell you um, if the posts that you've worked really hard to write are resonating with your ideal customer or not. And just take it on the chin. If they're not, yeah. if they're not looking at your content, they're not spending very long in it. Chances are you probably need to rewrite the headline mm -hmm. or maybe you need to change the layout of the content or just write stuff they actually do like this is what led me to getting into google analytics actually because um i do I, I look after a lot of things for my clients and for my membership including website building and kind of facebook ads analysis and um and kind of conversion rate optimization but actually it turns out when i was looking through this report um back in 2019 people really wanted to know about google analytics so I gave them what they wanted. I wrote more content and got found more and ended up going up the search rankings. Um, you're just essentially giving your audience what they want to read. Um, when I have tried to write pieces, I think maybe they don't want it, but I think they need it. Um, that's when, you know, I've kind of been served my ego back to me on a plate, essentially. <laughs> And just seeing maybe people don't want to hear about programming languages yet. Maybe they're not ready to hear about, you know, uh, this this or this kind of conversion rate optimization theory or this UX theory yet. And actually, you know, my audience want to know about Google Analytics. So that's what I've given them. Um, there are other reports, which I think if you are feeling brave enough um, to investigate are amazing to interface with um, and one of them is the behavior flow report it lives in the behavior section where the all pages report that we've just talked about yeah. lives and it just it's the second down it's literally called behavior flow and I love it because what it does is it visualizes the um, the flow of pages that a user has viewed on your site. And in the first column, you can toggle around with the dropdown. It, it's default, it will say landing page. But if you open it up and find the source medium report, you can actually see the different sources of traffic that have uh, brought users to your site. And then you can see the pathway that they've moved around your site. So if you click on them and click, uh, I think it's like select highlight traffic through here. You can then see the pages that a user's gone through. Now, mostly they're going to your home page yeah. and then they're going to other pages, probably in order of like how your menu's been set out. But if you've got some posts that do really well on Google, for example, you can see what pages people go to afterwards. And more importantly, when they drop off. And if you can see like quite a high drop off rate, because there's like a big red graphic that tells you, right, um, then what can you do at the end of your posts, your pages or your product pages to get people to stay? Can you give them useful links to go and click through to other areas of your site? And you can get lost in here for sure. The other cool report, if you're up for it as well, is the real time report, which sits right at the top on the left hand side of Google Analytics. And you can actually see how users are behaving on your site real time. So if you've just published a um, blog post and you put the links out or you've just sent an email pushing users to a new offer that you've got or, you know, a newspaper or magazine has just published a piece on their front page of, you know, one of your listeners, right? Um, yeah. You can actually see 
if users are clicking from that piece and, and kind of coming over to your site and how they're behaving on your site. Um, and you know, this is super powerful because it means that you can respond to their behavior. So if they're clicking away and they're not staying, what can you do to that, that blog post, that page that people are going to on your site, your homepage to get them to stay, to make the most of the traffic that's coming to your site essentially. Um, and, you know, I know a lot of people I've turned I've turned into nerds of this who love the real-time report because they can see people buying stuff and if you can see the behavior of how people are clicking through to your, uh, through your site and how they're buying stuff um you know it makes you feel like yes I'm doing something right and yeah. if then if they're not quite completing the checkout you can analyze and try and improve how to improve that experience for them yeah so quite a lot to it's take in there then, but, isn't it? yeah but it is because the idea is like there's so many more things that you can discover and use with google analytics but these three reports with those kind of two supporting um extra ones that i told you about and um, just essentially open up for you as a business owner how people are coming to your website how long they're staying and what content they're engaging with Right. And when you know this stuff, especially if you sell from your website, you can start to tweak accordingly to either get people to stay or move to different pages, add extra links. So, you know, they they feel compelled to hang around and not kind of click away from your site. You know, just make the experience of being on your site so much better for your user. And you can do this in a way that you just cannot do on your social accounts. You can't do this stuff on your social accounts, but you have a chance to really understand the behavior of your users on your actual website and even get them to buy from you in a way that you can't on your socials. Yeah, it's really, it is exciting that whole, um, because I before I did what I'm doing now, as in the coaching side of things, I had a pet blog. And if I put my pet, if I put a blog post out and I, you know, I put my heart and soul into that blog and I, I'd love to get back to it and do more. But anyway, I really did do so. I just loved it so much. And watching that real time thing and seeing that you sent your email out or posted it on Facebook or whatever and seeing people on, on there, was it was such a buzz. But I wasn't selling anything. I was just writing about things that I cared about. Um, but I know I've worked with when I've done um, when I've worked with people in the pet industry and outside as well. I've be- recently been working with um, a lady who has launched these libido enhancers, but that's a story for another day. But that she was the kind of person where people will read about it on Mail Online, which, which is where it ended up, and they go and buy it straight away. It's like, it's crazy. So she literally, you know, had some great publicity and then she posted, you know, mailbags full of these products going out to people. So and you can, like you say, you can see that happening in real time. And it's just like, wow, I've made this happen. It's amazing, isn't it? Totally. And even if you don't know that you're going to get PR, right, it might be a surprise. Someone might have retweeted you or something yeah. like that. Um, and, you, you know, you, you've been made aware of this. You can then log in and understand, like, where that traffic's coming from. Yeah. And, you know, um, how they're behaving on your site that way as well. So it doesn't even need to be something that you know about, but just uh, just seeing it happen and seeing them move around and do stuff on your site um, just makes it more tangible and rewards you in a way mm-hmm. that you can't get on other platforms. Definitely. I've got a lady who's in my membership called Karen and she gets lots of local coverage. She's a dog trainer um, and they always link to her website. So she would, if she looked Amazing. at her analytics, she would be able to see the day it got published when it went online and then I would imagine, um, you know, a peak in the traffic, particularly because um, she 
just puppy training and she also you know creates these brilliant story ideas as well so like you know dogs in the snow and um you know puppies at christmas and that kind of thing that just naturally lead people to go want to go and find out more about this lady so it's fantastic so i wanted to uh, you mentioned it really briefly earlier and i wanted to ask you about google ads now i've never used google ads myself but um had a few new people come into the membership of product businesses and they've mentioned using google ads so i wanted to ask you what how do how can you use google analytics to how can you use the ads and the analytics together to kind of get the most out of what you're spending on your ads Oh, it's such a good question. So, I mean, they go; they have to go hand in hand because if you can't see um, how people are behaving when you're paying to drive traffic to your site, then you can't optimize your ads. Mm-hmm. Um, so, if you're just starting with Google Ads, like the the kind of the way that one uses them is that you bid on keywords, right? Yeah. So, if you want to be found for Puppy Trainer Brighton, for example, yeah. you would bid on that keyword and keywords related to it <clears throat> and then you know have a text ad and that normally appears at the top of search pages if you've authorized google to bid high enough on yeah. your behalf um and you can see that in the ad section at the top um it, you might not be shown right because yeah. you're not spending enough money or people are, have decided to bid on that keyword uh, for, for for kind of more than you're willing to spend yeah. right so um uh that's kind of like the first thing that you need to see is that if you're actually getting traffic <laughs> from yeah. from google ads and you won't know that unless you're logging into analytics and looking at that source medium report and then let's say like it is working google's optimized you're spending enough you're bidding on the right keywords and you are driving traffic over to your website then seeing if the pages that you're sending your ads to are actually resulting in some type of conversion. So if you're driving users like specifically to your homepage and then they're not staying, right? Because you can see that yeah. they're dropping off. Maybe you're looking at that behavior report and seeing that then they're not staying and deciding to click around your site. Then you can make the decision whether to deep link them, like take them straight into a specific page on your website Mm -hmm. or a contact form to book your services or to a product um so the 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 kind of the other thing to think about is with ads is it's not just those text ads that you run at the top of the page anymore you actually get quite fancy these days um and set up something called a google merchant account where you tell google you've got a catalog of products that you want to sell yeah. and the and link that product to a specific url on your website and um google will show your product at the top of search results so if you was to go and search for um i don't know like dog bowl or mm-hmm. cat collar right now it, chances are on that search results page you'll see a comparison of products at the top um if you if you're running a specific um google ads merchant ad like a shopping ad it's called yeah and if you're being shown but again you're not getting the sales then you can start to think about whether you optimize your keyword for your product and and change that um to encourage people to click on it more um how can you be like specific but again you won't know that unless Mm -hmm. you use google uh, google analytics to kind of look at the um, the success of the ads that you're running and um, you can li- like link google analytics uh, quite easily with your ads account by going into the admin section of your google analytics account yeah 
linking it um, from the, the kind of middle column. It's called Google Ads linking. And you can okay. also link from Google Ads um, in the tools and reports um, drop down at the top of Google Ads as well. Okay. Um, yeah, you, you definitely need to, if you're spending money to drive traffic somewhere, you need to know if you're getting the most bang for your buck, essentially. And that's Google Analytics and Google Ads go hand in hand. Um, if you do want to analyze how a specific um, Google Ads campaign is doing once you've linked the two accounts, then you want to head back to that acquisition report that I spoke about before. Yeah. Um, and you can actually go straight to the Google Ads um drop down menu there and look under campaigns and see yeah. how your campaigns are performing in there okay now that's really handy to know so just very briefly with keywords would if you were selling dog collars and they were really brightly colored what keywords would you would you suggest for that would it be bright colored dog collars rather than just dog collars or like well it all goes back to like user behavior really yeah. and i think um think the question I put back to everyone when thinking about this is how would your ideal customer search for your mm -hmm. product, right? If you are searching for dog collar, you're probably not going to search just for dog collar because you're yeah. so well trained to use a search engine that you know if you put a dog collar in, you could get results back on what dog collar should I use? Um, dog collar, dog collars from America, American history, <laughs> dog, dog collars from the queen. Like you, you don't know you're going to get a specific product. So like, without realizing we've trained ourselves to use Google search and search engines in general quite well over the years. So chances are you're going to put in um, a leather dog collar for a poodle. Chances yeah. are, right. You know, or leather dog collar for big dog. That's the keywords you need to be bidding on them. Mm -hmm exactly how okay. your ideal customer is searching for um, and that can be applied to everything not just google ads yeah. like it's the content that you write the pages that you have is the, your website isn't about you it's about how you're if you want to be found in search it's about yeah. the, um, the keywords that your ideal customer is searching for so if they are um searching for how to train a naughty puppy yeah. <laughs> you need to have some type of content on your website that says how to train a naughty puppy in three easy steps. You yeah. know, whether you think that's right or wrong doesn't matter. It's how your ideal customer is searching in the language that they're using, not mm -hmm. that you're using. And by the way, I always found this very difficult to um, take on myself because I come from a corporate career background where we used to talk in corporate speak. Yeah. Everything was corporate. And so actually like... Um, deprogramming myself and trying to understand like how small businesses talk what's the real way that people ask questions you yeah. know without that corporate speak was a process that I had to go through but it's because I got to know my ideal customer really well I yeah. spoke to them I recorded our conversations I, I sent them surveys and I would recommend the same to everyone here is when you know mm -hmm. how your ideal customer speaks you know what keywords to use to reach them yeah Absolutely. So yeah, the naughty puppy is a really, really good example because, you know, people like if you talked in, I mean, I'm not a dog trainer either, as you know, but if you talk in dog trainer speak, it, it might be something like, you know, how do I cope with my reactive dog or, yeah. you know, my dog is, I don't know, you know, triggered by things or what, you know, I mean, there's quite, I don't know all the phraseology, but sometimes I will be in a group and I will see it and I think you just need to say that in layman's terms, like what would the man on the street say? 
totally and I was just having this conversation with someone recently about um whether parents right are going to be searching for uh, my child has constipation or whether it's my, my <laughs> kid can't go to the toilet I think it's going to be the second option yeah. right you know like we 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 type how we think you know and it, yeah. it, 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 we need to we need to respond to that with our ideal customers no matter what sector they're in fantastic okay now that's 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 brilliant brilliant advice so I was going to ask you actually about we've got I've got loads of clients who work really hard on the blogs and I always say to think about what exactly what you've just said just you know those questions that normal people will ask like yeah you know how is how is pilates going to help my dog or you know where can I go and do dog yoga or whatever it is or how do I train my naughty puppy or how do I stop my puppy from biting um just really keeping it it's all about just really keeping it simple isn't it um so that's really really helpful and I wanted to ask you because I know you've got your membership which we're going to talk about in a moment but you've got a couple of pet businesses in there haven't you so can you tell us a little bit about the pet businesses that you've worked with yourself sure so um gosh I mean I the offhand I know we've got four or five pet businesses at, at least who've um who are quite active in the group and um, we've got uh, Sarah who's our superstar um and she owns uh, friends and canines and Sarah went from having no website at all to getting onto page three of quite a big northern newspaper talking yeah. about <laughs> her dog treat boxes yeah. <laughs> her bush tucker trial challenge boxes brilliant um, and then we've we've got Julie from Australia who um is again you know a dog treat business owner um and also works with rescue dogs rescue beagles yeah. as well uh we've got Kelly from Canada yes. all over the world Rachel so there there are kind of superstars from the membership but we've also got um dog accessory makers dog trainers um in my supercharge website challenge we've had thousands of business owners through that and we've had uh, dog physiotherapists dog walkers many many dog walking businesses and um, it does tend to be quite dog pet heavy yeah. in our world for sure which we love um I can't think offhand if we've we've kind of had any any cat businesses which makes me a bit sad because secretly I'm a, cat, I'm a big cat person um but yeah you know I, I feel like we've seen a lot of pet businesses in the challenge and certainly in the membership for sure um and it is great for me because you know I can see um the industry just growing mm -hmm. and how it's changed so much I mean I, I have worked in my kind of corporate career with kind of big um pet food um businesses um and to kind of go from that to kind of working with small businesses who are growing it's been so much more rewarding for me actually rather than working with big you know multi-million pound turnover companies that it doesn't feel personal and you know every sale is amazing it's just so much better working with my awesome small businesses in the membership Definitely. I can imagine what a buzz it must be if you've got like Julie, who's over in Australia, helping with the beagles and rescue dogs. If she can create some content that's going to bring beagle rescue owner, people who've rescued beagles to her website to find out about how her treats can help them. That That is such a buzz, isn't it, for you and for Julie as well, obviously. Um, so, yeah, it's just really exciting, isn't it, when you can kind of create that 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 result and that change for a small business definitely and I'd say like um Sarah and Julie uh, are 
like really super keen on their analytics like they they I think they're what what they do works because they understand how their users are using their website so they create products that their ideal customer loves because they're analyzing that data right um and they're creating content that their ideal customer Mm -hmm. loves because they you know they're looking at their stats on a weekly basis if not daily sometimes so it's not through luck it's definitely through kind of getting their 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 heads down and getting their sites built getting their sites filled up with products getting traffic driven to those sites and then understanding how like their their kind of customers are using their site and tailoring the site to them and making it all about their customers so you know they're they've definitely done the right things when it comes to Google Analytics for sure. Wow. Okay. I literally, I'm going to get off this call and go straight into Google Analytics and start <laughs> obsessing. That was my day gone. But you've given um, some really help. I've actually got a class later on today where we're going to be talking about websites and a little bit more detail and the kind of content to have on there for your ideal customer. So you've given me loads and loads of food for thought for that as well. So thank you so much, Vicky. So um, I know you've got some great content on your website. Um, one of the things I found was um, when I was doing my research about about what to talk about today was a really good post about five uh, sorry fab 10 ways to use Google Analytics like a pro so I'm going to link to that in this episode and if people want to go and have a look through that in their own time they can do um but is there anything that I know and you, you've mentioned the challenge it's a so tell us about your challenge and then any other way that you know if people are thinking they like what you've said they'd like some hand holding with you or some help and um, what how they can go about finding that Sure. Oh, well, thank you. Firstly, for like linking to the blog post is a lot of fun. And um, I rewrite that post at least once every six months to keep the content updated and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, can highly recommend that tactic to your users as well. Yeah. Um, and your listeners as well. Um, I'm so used to saying users. You see, the corporate speak is there. It's deep within me. But yes, of course, you have listeners here. And if people want to uh, find out more about the challenge that I mentioned before, then just head to heyvickyjakes.com and you can sign up there. It's my it's my fourth baby behind my children, (laughs) my favorite cat. And um, it's um, a five day challenge that I've been running since 2019. And we get as many business owners as possible who want to learn how to drive more traffic to their website or just spend some time giving their website some love for the week. And we've had um, over three and a half thousand small business owners through that challenge, which blows my mind when I say it. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> it's just really crazy. But during the week, we we kind of dish out um, a daily task that gets you thinking about your website. And you'd be surprised how many people just don't think about their website it's considered a bit of a dusty relic in their marketing arsenal and um, the new shiny things come along and you know stop them realizing that actually they can make money from their website and yeah we have a lot of fun in that challenge um last challenge was um uh, over 600 people taking part then the next one is going to be um running at the end of march so feel free to sign up um it would be lovely to see you in there if you're listening and uh, all pet businesses very welcome and I just say this right because we have so many people in the challenge what what people have said is a massive benefit about taking part is that you end up seeing 
other businesses like yours in there and you can see what others are doing with their website and get inspired mm-hmm. and you get to ask questions every evening on an evening live to me as well um again which are a lot of fun so by the end of the week I do guarantee that you'll leave with at least one thing to action on your website to help you drive more traffic to it or make more money from it so that, that's my big thing. Um, but generally at the moment, um, I'm I'm running my membership. I run a, a kind of a paid membership for people that kind of want more coaching and, and kind of handholding of learning how to drive traffic to their website. And I've just started doing on a Friday morning, a quick hit review session on Clubhouse, Rachel. Mm-hmm. So if anyone's listening to this and they're on Clubhouse at the moment, um, which is a, a new app that's come along that's audio only like a social network so audio only then you can join that and we give your website literally a quick hit review um uh along with my colleague uh colette stevenson so you Mm -hmm. know your your listeners are are really welcome to kind of come and come and join us there if that's their thing okay now that sounds brilliant okay annie i do need to get involved with clubhouse it's i've just been a bit a bit up the wall with launching the membership and doing a challenge myself at the end of Jan but um yes Clubhouse is on my to-do list and I need to get on there <laughs> oh you should you should totally do it there was a room I saw the other day called dog fluences and I thought okay why is Rachel oh, not in that why okay, is Rachel not running that room <laughs> yeah. I know oh my word okay right I need to get that's I've got a big to-do list now I've got to get in Google Analytics have a good rummage around and then go and find dog fluences on Clubhouse so that's I'm sorry fantastic. that seems to be the way people tend to leave with a list of things to do after they've chatted with me <laughs> well thank you so much Vicky it's been really really great chatting to you and um, what I'll do is I'll put all of the links that Vicky's mentioned in the show notes for this episode so wherever you're listening just swipe up um, or if you're on my website then obviously just go and click on the link on the page um, and and Vicky, you're also coming to talk to my members very soon as well. Can't wait. So, yeah, I'm so looking forward to that. So thank you again for coming on the show and I will look forward to seeing you soon. Thanks, Rachel. Thanks, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Publicity for Pet Businesses podcast. For more free resources and ways to promote yourself as a pet entrepreneur, visit www.publicityforpetbusinesses.co.uk.